his idol or his microphone, you know. Morning, church. Morning. Hope you had a good week. You had a good week this week? Yes. God is good, yeah? And all the time? Amen. I didn't conversate with Elder Led at all, but uh, I'm glad that some of the courses and songs we were singing it quite line up with the message I want to preach today. Uh, I'd like you to know that every time I come to this platform, I've always acquainted the Lord for what he wants me to say to his people, okay? And um, there are quite a number of things that are going through my mind but what the Lord wants me to say to you today is, the word for you today is honoring God. You get that? Amen. Honoring God. Just to honoring God. Um, I have quite a number of scriptures to refer to, but um, you wouldn't be able to read them all, I'm sure. Um, but I would like to bring to you some people who, fail to honor God, and, and because they fail to honor God, God said in his words, those who honor me, I will honor. Yeah? Those who honor me, I will honor. Those who choose to dishonor me, then I will treat them very lightly. They'll be lightly esteemed. Um, <clears throat> Jerry, could you put on the screen Exodus chapter 5, 1 to 3, that everyone can see what it says. Exodus chapter 5, verses 1 and, sorry, verses 1 and 2. You got that? Okay, folks. Exodus chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Have your Bibles, you want to turn to it. Exodus chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. You have the Bibles? Because I would like you to read the scripture for yourself. Okay? All right. Can we read it together, please? 
Look on the screen. And afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told this scepter, let my people go, that they may hold a feast in the wilderness. Verse 2. Satan never give up, is always. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord. Right. Now we turn to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. I just said there going to be a number of scriptures. You probably wouldn't be able to. To read all of them, but Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, But, yeah, can we read it together, please? But without faith, it is impossible to please. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek. All right, there are others, but let's stop here for now. The first thing I want. You to notice to honor God, yeah, to honor God, first of all, we must know Him, yeah. To honor God, we must first know Him. You don't honor people you don't know, do you? Come on, folk, I want you to talk to me. You don't honor people who you don't know, do you? Of course not. So, in order to honor God, we must first know him. The Bible tells us very plainly there, uh, it takes faith as well. Without faith, it is impossible to please God, because he who comes to God must believe that he is God, yeah? And that he is a rewarder for those who diligently, diligently sorry, seek him. Just recently, I said to a young man, because he always refutes the fact about God doing this or not doing the other, and uh, why don't God stop this and stop that, whatever the trouble is going on in the world. And I said to him, to me it's very unfair if people don't, if you say you don't believe in God, why do you expect God to do something for you? Come on. If you don't believe in my God, why do you expect him to do something for you? That's unfair, totally unfair. He who comes to God must believe that he is God. Yeah? And God himself says, I am God, and there's no one else beside me. Now, if you, if you can go on to prove um, that there's somebody bigger than God, or who can do bigger things than him, Come, let me know quickly, because I, I, I will be the first to seek out that one. But I know for sure that there is nobody bigger than my God. Therefore, I honor him. I hope you do too as well. Okay? This Pharaoh, as you know, God chose 
Moses to go down to release his people from Egypt who were under some very hard taskmasters. And God said to Moses, I looked down and I saw or I see the affliction of my people, so I'm going to send you down to Egypt to Pharaoh. And uh, of course you know the story. I wouldn't go over all of the story. I just want you to get the picture of what I'm trying to say. Moses began to make all kinds of excuses. I'm glad this morning when in the Sunday school, Leonard no well, of course, I said we had no report, no report or anything over my message. But he said, God is not looking for your ability and what you know or don't know, whatever. And I was glad for that because he don't. God does not want our ability. And he, 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 he don't want to know, he don't want a rundown of what you've gone through um, technically or whatever. He just wants you to avail yourself. And that is, that is something that Moses didn't seem to understand. Yeah? He said, well, I can't speak, you know. I've known people who started quite a lot, but God helped them to get over it. Is that right? You know of anybody like that? People who stutter and couldn't bring their words out, and after a while, God loosed their tongue or whatever, and they got the victory. And they, they, they came out, <coughs> sorry, to be great preachers or teachers. But this fellow, this fellow like I said, <coughs> God said, if you honor me, I'll honor you. Fair didn't seem to understand, friends. He, he said, and I did say that, if you are going to honor God, you must know him. I'm not making an excuse here for fair whatsoever, but fair... He thought he was big enough to say to these guys, Moses and Aaron, who's the Lord? I, I don't know him, and why should I release his people? You know. we, we have some saints going today. You know, people, they talk about the greatest man on the planet and all that kind of nonsense. In, in America, you know, the, if the first, the president, they'll say, oh, President Bush or whoever, the greatest man on the planet. Where do you get that from? My greatest man on the planet, as far as I'm concerned, is God. And I tell you, nobody can refute that. The Bible tells us in him we live and move and have our being. Yeah? And you can't refute that. I once said to somebody, you feel so big about yourself and your qualifications and what have you. Tell me when you're going to die. Go on. If you think you're so clever, tell me what's going to happen even the next five minutes, if you like. I just want us, friends, to see the kind of God that we serve a great, big, wonderful God. And I want you to know today, friends, didn't matter what I say, you listen to God. I want you to know that your walk with the Lord is not in vain. I want you to know that he says, he's the one who says, I will never, 
never leave you or forsake you. That is something to be proud about, isn't it? Yes. Oh, my God. We have people on this planet, they'll say, oh, I'll finish with you. I couldn't care less because you don't feed me. You tell me you finish with me? God hasn't. <laughs> and that, that, that's the thing that brings joy to my heart. God hasn't finished with me. Has he finished with you? No. God hasn't finished with you yet. So be proud about that. Right? Now I have three points. The first one I said was um, you must know God. Yeah? In, in order to honor God, you must first know him. Yeah? The second point is the importance of seeking to know and honor him. And, and why it is so important? Let me, let me show you why it's so important. Not only did he say, those who uh, honor me, I will honor. But he, he said, here, look at you with slight esteem. He wouldn't, God, he wouldn't esteem you. That's found, like I said, you may not be able to read all these scriptures. Find some, First Samuel 2. Verse 22 to 30. And this, I'm going to talk to you this today about um, men of God and also people, secular people, such as like uh, Pharaoh. Later on, I'm going to be speaking to you about um, Nebuchadnezzar, Belshazzar, and a man named Herod. So bear with me, please, because... There's some good stuff and for you to take notice, not only of yourself, but in order to help you to honor your God. Eli, the priest of God, yeah? He, um, apparently his boys were doing stuff that God was terribly against. And this is something for us as leaders as well. We got, we've got to be careful. You see, because God is not a play toy. Uh, some people treat God like he's a play toy, you know. He's all right, all right today, but tomorrow, he's not. Eli, Eli, as far as I'm concerned, Eli should have, should have um, dismissed his boys from out of office. That's how I feel about it. I don't know how you feel if you read the scripture. All Eli said to the boys after, after he, he found out what they were doing to God's people, yeah? He said, oh, oh boys, you know, this is the, the thing that you're doing. It's not good, you know. And that is telling me that, that, that that's, that's, oh my God, that is compromising with a capital C. He compromised. And this is another thing for us. As parents, husbands, or wives, whoever you are, we've got to be careful how we walk with God and talk with God and talk about God and live for God. <clears throat> yeah? Because God is no respect of persons, if you like. God is no respect of persons. None whatsoever. Eli was God's priest. And he promised, if you read the scripture, he promised that he was going to bless his family and all that. But God, he said, look, I, I did have it in mind 
to bless your family and blah, 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 whatever. If you read the scripture for yourself, you'll see that in, the, in First Samuel. But now, I, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to do that anymore. Because you honor your boys more than me. Yeah, this is not something that I'm making up, beloved friends. It's the word of God. If you're going to honor your boy or your girl or your husband or your wife more than God, you're in trouble. Deep trouble. Deep trouble, friends. So let's be careful how we move. It is all right. One brother used to say, sorry, you're good from here. Some people really have the gift of gab. Sometimes you wish you could speak like some people. Some people, they speak so well, they have you, you're sitting on the edge of your seat. I had a pastor who used to say that we have some people who, who when they preach to you, oh my God, you, especially about hellfire, you think you, you look in the street, you think you're burning. But after that, their lives, listen, but after that, he said, their lives was as crooked as a snake's tail. You ever come across people like that? They can move you, all right? Yeah, but I, I want to know where you live. I, I want to know how you behave, all right? So, I have a way of saying that Pharaoh said, I don't know this God. I, I don't know about this God. Who, who he is? Who do you think he is that he should, I should let Israel uh, go from under my wings? I want you to know that he went on to prove, God allowed him to prove who this God was because he got his comeuppance, yeah? By that, I mean, that's not a big word. He just means he, he got what was coming to him, yeah? As simple as that. If you read the story, I mean, a lot of people don't believe about the Red Sea and all that kind of thing. This, this is all Nancy tales. But we don't do it. The other person that I want you to consider there, because like I said, why it's important to seek and to know God and to honor him is because we have to depend on him, whether we like it or not. We have to depend on him. Like I said, in him we live and move and have our being. And he also said, if we don't honor him, then he won't honor us, as simple as that. We, we, we honor in many ways. We, are, we honor the queen on English throne, don't we? You don't go up and, come on, friends. I wish sometimes I could put this over there, I feel it. You don't go up there and say, hey, Lizzie, do ya? Oh, my God. I, I don't know what's wrong with all people. You don't, you don't go up there and say, hey, Lizzie, how are you doing? But we, we want to treat God as the old people say, like a flow bag. It don't work, friends. It don't work. When I speak to you, I like to speak practical things. You don't have to get a dictionary. Some people, they, 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 they just come out of college or university or they want to, you have to bring, if they speak, you got to bring a, a, um, a dictionary to church. I don't want that. If you study the life of Billy Graham, 
He, 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 he simple messages. Very simple messages. You had something to take away at the end of it. Okay? Oh, Lord. I don't know if I'll get through all this because I want you to see, like I said, God said, those who honor me, I will honor them. Nebuchadnezzar, right? He, um, I don't want to jump the gun. I don't want to jump the gun. I did say to honor God, we must know him. And um, that is Hebrews 11, verse 6. And um, uh, we have, by that we mean knowing his word and obeying it as well. Yeah? To honor God, it means to, to, to know his word. Know what it says. You know, God said, my people are destroyed. For what? For knowledge. Because you don't know. We suffer a lot of things, believe it or not. We suffer a lot of things because we do not know the word of God. We, do not, we don't know what it says. We don't know how it defends us. I always see God as our source. Yeah? David said, I look to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from who? From the Lord. Oh, my God. And he, he also said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. We're talking about the Lord. We, we, we're not talking about Trump or Maggie, Maggie whatever, you know, <laughs> Theresa May. Or, no, you talk about a big God, your God. Yeah? Nebuchadnezzar, um, it seems to me, he suffered a little bit from temporary amnesia. And that simply means, you know, a forgetfulness, you know. Yeah? Um, in one stage, right, if you, if you check out the scriptures, don't read it all, but just check it out. We could take it off and I'll edit it. Daniel 3, verse 26 to 30, and then chapter 4, 30 to 33. Nebuchadnezzar, I must watch my time as well. Nebuchadnezzar, he, he had this vision, he had this dream. You all, as Bible readers, you know this story, right? So I, I'm not going to waffle on about this and that. Um, all I'm trying to say that he came to the conclusion, well, look, after Daniel um, explained the dream and things like that to him, he came to the conclusion, well, there's no other God, no other God but this God, right? At first, there were, the scripture said when he had this particular dream and he called in all these big men to explain it and they couldn't, you... you are you glad that God, has, God always have a man or, or even a woman that, that, that knows about God and who can explain things to you? Yeah. He said, well, look, I he made an edit then. He, he said, to all of the people in my provinces, you must make sure that you bow down to this God. Come on, Fraser. Uh, was he playing with words? The next thing you know, in the, in the chapter verse 4, he, he said, Nebuchadnezzar, he made 
this image. Yeah? Oh my God. And, and then, um, no, there's quite a lot of things that you said. I could, there's no way I could cover it all. I just want you to get a picture of what I'm trying to say and to bring God's word, the fact that he said, those who honor me, I will honor them. And those who do not honor me, then I will treat them very lightly. They'll be lightly esteemed. Yeah? In other words, I wouldn't think a lot about them. But lastly but not least, after all this has happened, one day, um, Nebuchadnezzar, he walked through his, um, his palace. It's not this great mountain that I made with the mouth, but the might of my power, and this and that. And, oh, God. I, I can imagine I was getting on. I think, I, I think I'm jumping the gun here because the last, let me slip on to it then. The last point is, the third one is hindrances to honoring God. And I have, number one, idolatry. And the second one is pride. Pride. And, and when we, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, you can take those notes if you like. The first one is um, to honor God, we must know him. The second, the importance of seeking to know and honoring him. And the, the third one is hindrances to honoring God. And I did say idolatry and, and, and pride. And when we, when we speak of pride, we, we speak here of, of arrogance, arrogance, arrogant pride, you know, that's self-ego or whatever. Um, I'm not, pride here, uh, the Eng I said before, the English words have so many meanings. And, and I conclude that the hardest language in the world is English. Because one, one word means so many things. Yeah? We're not speaking here about self-worth. Of course you should have self-worth. What's wrong with you? You should walk with you. If, 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 if you are really somebody, you, walk, you, you can walk tall. You must have some self-worth in yourself. Yeah, you can have pride in, in your job you do. You can have pride in whatever. But let, let me say this very quickly. If there's anything or anyone else that, that you're going to emulate or, or, or feel um, big about and it's not God, then you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Nebuchadnezzar, God said, well, look, the day that you do this, you're going to be in trouble. And if you read the scripture, you'll find that God, he, what, what happened to Nebuchadnezzar in, you know, after he felt so big about himself, yeah? Um, he even made an image and said, well, I want you guys, you remember the three Hebrew boys, I want you guys to bow down to this image. This is another thing for us, that when we stand for God, he will stand for us. You see, you see, um, every, all the music, all the songs, you must fall down and worship my image. And if you don't, then you're going to be cast into a fire. 
on my hood. And not only that, but I'm going to make seven times hotter, which it is. But those boys, I want us to have some courage today because sometimes we talk about faith and we say uh, we live a life of faith. Uh, how far do your faith get you? These boys from way back in their homeland, they worship God, yeah? They only knew about God. There are other little gods that came into focus or what have you. But these boys knew about the God of heaven, the God of the universe, if you like. And they said, well, King, I hear what you're saying, yeah. I, I understand what you're trying to say, but I want you to know that we're just not going to bow down to your image. Oh my God, give us that courage today as God's people that we'll be able to stand up in the face of, of whatever comes our way and be able to stand firm because we know that we have a God who cannot fail and he's with us. Amen. He said, if I am for you, who can be against If God be for us, who can be against us? Not the devil in hell. People have a way of saying, oh, the devil make me do this and the devil make me this. That's total rubbish. The devil can't make you do a thing. And as God's child or servant, I hope you are, Satan cannot make you do one thing without God's permission. You get that? I'm telling you that. And I stand on that. Satan can't make me do anything out there. I challenge you, Satan. You can't. He has to have permission from God. Like as in the case of his servant, Job. Remember? This boy said, King, I want you to know, very emphatically, we're, not, we're just not going to bow down to your image. We don't care about you or your image. I wish we had people... Today, who could talk like that? There are very few and far between. All right. <laughs> and you know the story. The boys were thrown into the fire. And to his suspicion, he, um, he said, before that, he said, I'm going to do this too, and I'm going to see who God or which God is going to deliver you from this. God show him who? <laughs> oh. Hey, there we two three men bound in the fire. Yes, King, yeah, that is true. Oh behold, I saw I saw four walking there, one like the Son of God. Oh bless the Lord. Do you honor God today? Oh my God. If you honor him, I can assure you, he's going to honor you. Amen? Amen? Amen. <laughs> yeah, they were delivered. Like I said, there's quite a lot of stuff that I would like you to know. Because this is not fake. It's the word of God. Years later, Belshazzar, who was his grandson or something like that, anyway, he, he felt so big that he could dishonor God and take in all the vessels of God, all of God's holy vessels that they're taken from the temple 
and he's going to have a party with his concubines and his wife and what have you. Oh man, you, you know who I am. Oh yeah. And um, he's got all this, get the parties, party going, you know. <laughs> God, God brought the party to an abrupt end. How did he do that, brother? He saw writing on the wall, and, and he, he's not feeling big again. My Bible tells me that when he saw that writing on the wall, he, 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 he begins, he begins, his knees begin to knock. Oh, come on, man, you're, you're too big for that. You're up in childish. <laughs> huh? you, you just, oh my God. He <laughs> said, come on, come quick. You just write in for me. And none of his, none of his guys, none of his big guys could interpret the writing. Daniel said, and the, the, uh, there's a particular verse that I'd like you to, to notice because we too in this day and age, we don't take advantage of the um, information that we get from God or God's servants or what have you. Um, that in short, Daniel said to him, look king, this, this is about you. This writing is about you, and, and you, you, you should be found wanting. God has tried you, and, and you, you didn't measure up. You didn't measure up. You, you, you totally missed the mark. Oh, God. Say, look, you know of all that has been done to Nebuchadnezzar, your father, or your grandfather, whoever was, yeah? But he said, you know, you are aware of all that happened back there. And what has happened? You totally ignore it. I'm putting it my way. You totally ignore all that you know. Some things don't help us, still. In fact, all that we know or heard or, you know, some, some of these youngsters, the girls, they, they see and they know about the situations that has happened and, uh, you know, totally ignore it. A body has been found in, in, in um, <coughs> Epping Forest or somewhere and, and that person to you, oh, that'll never happen to me. No? Who told you so? But that's, that's our idea about things, isn't it? That'll never happen to me. I want you to know that when you honor God, he honors you. Amen. I said that um, one of the hindrances is idolism. Like, you can make anything or anybody an idol. And if you're going to do that, you're dishonoring God. God says so. God told the Israelites way back that you shall have no other gods before me, right? And like I said, we must obey and honor God's word. If we don't, we're going to be in trouble, all right? And pride. Nebuchadnezzar, 
he felt so proud and so big about himself that he do I, he did silly things really and then Belshazzar he came along and in spite of knowing Daniel said in spite of knowing all of this you, you haven't changed you haven't done anything about it how about us what have we heard what have you known I mean you've heard so many things over the years and, and, and seen so much did you learn anything did you learn anything from whatever <laughs> I hope you did it's very important the last one that I want you to notice, as I, I, I must watch my time, but um, I, I must tell you about this. Herod, yeah, that's found in Acts 12. Um, it was his pleasure to um, kill John, the Apostle John. And then because the Easter season was on, he decided, well, he thought he was going to get Peter as well, but um, he had to wait a bit. And after the Easter season was over, he was designed to bring Peter to bear, you know. And Peter is going to be executed just like his colleague, the Apostle John. But while Herod, <laughs> oh my. I don't know if to have sympathy or whatever with some of these big fools because in, 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 chapter, in, in Psalm um, 14, uh, 1 to 10 or something like that, and then in Psalm 53, 1, he said, the fool has said in his heart, there's no God. You're, you're only a fool. This is not my words, and I'm not insulting you by any chance. God's word said that. You're a fool if you said there's no God. That's why I said in my first remarks, this guy, I said to him, if you say there's no God, if you don't believe in God, why do you want him to do anything at all for you? You shouldn't. We don't treat each other like that, do we? No. Herod, on a particular day, he got up and he made this particular oration speech, yeah? Oh. <laughs> and the people shouted out. Sometimes people don't have to do it. They, they put you in more trouble. And when, you, when you think that they're emulating you or giving you praise, they get you in further trouble, brothers and sisters. Let me say that very humbly. Oh, this is the voice of a God and not of a man. They shouted. And immediately, immediately, my Bible tells me immediately, he was smitten. Smitten to death, eaten by worms. If you want to refute that, you look in the word of God. Don't try to get after me, for God's sake. But when the people shouted out after Herod made this big speech, what do you think? What do you, God is so merciful and so gracious. The things that people say about my God, your God, today, it's appalling. But God, he don't work like man, does he? 
The Bible tells me because sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, especially these days. The hearts of them of men are, are set in them to do evil. If God executed, what, what do you think would happen if God did like when Ananias and Sapphira came up before the altar and before Peter and, and Peter said, is this all that you have? And, and, and Ananias said, yes. Just got down. Somebody said he died of a heart attack. I don't know. All I know the scripture said I died. Then the wife came in afterwards. Do you have any Ananias and Sapphira's here? Watch it, because quite frankly, I said God is no respect of persons. The wife came in afterwards. She knew the truth. Is that Peter said, is this all? She said, yes. I don't know. He said, why? Oh my God. And we asked, why? In the name of God, why have you decided to do this? You didn't do it to me. You didn't do it to this man. But you like the Holy Ghost. Said the feet of those who she didn't know. Said the feet of those who carried out the husband. They're waiting. They're waiting for you. They took care of yourself. May God bless you today. I finish because I think I said enough. That if if you wanted anything or to know anything from God, I believe the Holy Spirit has done it, not me. So. May the Lord help you and bless you and as you go away, consider the things that you've heard today and realize, I said, to honor God, you must know him. You must. Because you don't honor people you don't know. Yeah? You honor the queen, you don't know her in in person, but you know who she is, you know she is your monarch. So you honor her. Like I said, you don't go up and say, Lindsay, hi. No. You say, Her, Maj- Her Majesty or whatever. Don't you? True? Mm. Am I true? Yes. <laughs> okay. No, I am. I know. And then, we seek to honor him. We try to know his word. Try to know what he's done or hasn't done or whatever. We, we, know, him, we know him personally. And that's all right. And then we need to watch the hindrances that cause us to dishonor God. Yeah? You hear me, friends? We need to watch the hindrances that cause us to dishonor God. Whether it's a person, a place, or a thing. Sometimes we boast about the big houses we have. I know people, I'm from Barbados originally. We have some people who build some big houses and they, they, they didn't live long enough to, to, to uh, occupy them. Okay? You talk about your big cars and what have you. There's nothing wrong with having a big car, a big house or whatever. But please, don't worship it before you would. Don't worship it. Because I have a way of saying that all of these things, whether you like it or not, we're going to die and leave them behind. Right. What then? What then, my friends? You can leave your big car behind. You can leave your big, your big house behind. 
You're going to even leave your big job behind. What then? What then? What then? You ask yourself a question, not me. That's God. And I'm sure he's going to help you. Because God is not against you at all. And all that I've said, I want you to know that you have a God who dearly cares for you. Yeah? And that's my encouraging word for you. He dearly cares for you. Regardless of whatever you're going through, you can go from this place knowing that you have a God who cares for you. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. Father, we thank you and we bless your holy name. Oh, Lord God, thank you for your word. Thank you that you are who you are, Lord. You said, because I changed not, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. <laughs> and so, Lord, today we ask to have mercy upon us. If we have failed in any way, Lord, did, did, if we have dishonored you in any way, we ask your forgiveness today. In Jesus' name. Thank you. I've asked Arnold to play a song. I wish stand and sing it as we go over the service. Thank you for listening, everyone. And may God bless you richly. All right? May God bless you. Yeah.